when we're live right now. So I say even with that, because I'm looking at this stuff on here. Um, let's wait a little bit, see what's going on, and then. Yeah, sounds good. I want to see if I can pull up the stream on one of my windows, so that way I can see like chat. Yeah, yeah. No, if you if you could, that'd be fantastic. Looks like. Do you have a link for some reason? Like, do you have a link to this? Oh no, never mind. It just popped up. Cool. Okay. Cool. Wait, on my channel popped up. Yeah, it popped up on your channel. Okay. Also, just for the record, yeah. for anybody who is uh, probably heard myself right there. Uh, what the hell was it? Yeah, no, I was going to say for anybody who's going to be watching this in the future, right now we're going to spend the first like five minutes kind of just like making sure people are in here, all that stuff, figuring out what's going on. They will actually start the podcast. So we really haven't done this, but uh, this will be uh, this will be interesting. So yeah, right now everything looks pretty good. I see a couple people in the chat, which is yeah. good. Yeah, always good. Mm, yes, indeed. Quite. Yes. Or something along those lines. It doesn't look like... It switches back. And, oh, no, it does switch back and forth between us. Cool. Yeah. Matt, your setup looks so much nicer than mine. My looks really ghetto with, like, the white wall in the background. I need to get some posters on and, and we have a guest in the background, too. Who, my girlfriend? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, I don't know. I think, I think you thought way too long about that one. Yeah. You can I'm, see I'm a tad bit worried. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, let me let me pause that there. Actually, I'm just gonna mute this because when I keep going back to the stream, I just uh, is there a pop out chat thing? I, yeah, pop out chat. There we go. Okay, so we could actually get that going. We could see what's going and on and all that. And we have a few users. Well, not view, viewers. Yeah. Excuse me. I think you pop out chat? Hmm? Oh, I went to the actual page like where the stream is going and all that on my channel, and then I just hit. Um, what is it? The uh, like, there's a little options key. Yeah, I see it. Cool. You got it. Okay, cool. So I could just kind of like pull that up on the side, all that other fun stuff. It's way nice. Really. I've never used that in all my live streams. I normally use it because I don't want like you know to constantly be on there, and also I can like move around on my screen, and everything, and it works out yeah. quite well. No, that's nice. Yeah, dude. Cool. All right. You know, this is actually even better too because I don't have to wear a headset. Like I hate headsets. Yeah, me too. I well, originally I thought we were gonna have to wear a headset, but it sounds like the audio is coming through. You know, really good. So yeah, this this is uh this is a lot like uh who was it? Uh, this is a lot like Skype where it has like the not auto negotiation. I'm thinking the networking stuff, like kind of auto, auto filtering where it's it's able to detect your voice coming through my speakers and it cancels it out. Awesome. Yeah, because if you have other things like TeamViewer and all that stuff, then that's where you'll start hearing it, and then you'll hear like the horrible mic noise where it's like, ee, 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 yeah. and it just gets louder and louder until you plug uh, something I've experienced in. that shit. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Discord's pretty nice, though, with that, so I'm using Discord now. Yeah, Discord's cool. I, I've been using the crap out of it. I only thing I would say about Discord is I wish you could host your own servers. Uh, you, you can't, can't host your own. No, they're all, they're all done through Discord. Yeah, that, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, locally, like, in terms of where you're not even, like, having, like, with Team team Viewer or TeamSpeak, team, TeamSpeak, I'm sorry, you can actually, like, download and host it on your own personal server, but you have to host it through their, like, through their interface. Yeah. Which is yeah. fine, like, I mean, it works fine, but, like, it would still be nice to have the option if you just didn't want to have to use their... Yeah, I, I was going to say, that's... That's the whole point of it and all that too, just so you don't have to go out and set up your own server or pay for a server, and it gives you really powerful tools as well too with that. Yeah, I mean it's nice. I've used it. I've set up a, a separate one other than the one we use for, you know, mod chat, and uh, yeah. it's really nice. Like there's some pretty cool features in terms of like making things really simple to get going and uh, organized. Really. 
Yeah, the uh, the nice one is with it. Well, the nice thing I was going to say with it as well, too, is just recently implemented calling, which is like we can call each other directly, which is nice. So really the only things that it has, which Skype might have a leg up on it, is video and like um, not file sharing, but um, screen sharing on there, which like screen sharing you could use, okay, whatever generic screen share program you want to use, you're good on that. And yeah. video sharing, I don't know, like I guess you could use Hangouts. You have to use another service for video sharing. That's you. Yep. But yeah, anyways, let's, uh, I think since we're a few minutes in, we're good now. Uh, we could go ahead and do our intros and all. So for, for anyone who like is listening to this after it's been recorded and all that stuff, uh, again, I don't know if I'm going to put that part in. We might as well just for archival purposes. But uh, that was just, just kind of like bullshitting around a bit on the stream, making sure everything was going on here. We have a few viewers, so thank you very much for joining. But uh, what's going on, everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario. And uh, who, who do I have with me? This is uh, Modbot, formerly known as Dopes Wonder Nine Thirty. The, the YouTuber, uh, formerly known as the Dopes Wonder Nine Thirty. <laughs> it's still such a strange thing, dude. Like, I have people like it's been that way for quite a while now. I saw people like, "Who the fuck is Modbot?" I'm like, "It is I." <laughs> you know, whatever though. So that, I, I've thought of doing that too. Like, just when I refer to you, just be all like, "And this is the YouTuber, formerly known as the Dopes Wonder Nine Thirty, kind of like what Prince did." Yeah, it's funny because like some people get it, and other people are like, "No, like I like Dopes Wonder." And I'm like, "Whatever, man." <laughs> You know? Yeah, yeah, and we we have a guest in the background, which is his girlfriend too. So you could just like <laughs> see her kind of there. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> She's unwillingly on the stream, so yeah, like she didn't have a choice. I was supposed to take her home before this, and we slept in too late. So <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah, no, wait, I have to do this podcast thing. Internet things are important. Yeah. Oh, she gets it. Mm. <laughs> well, th thank you for being understanding, Aaron. We appreciate it. Yeah, you got it, man. <laughs> Do you remember that time I called you and then she didn't wake you up even though she heard your phone ringing like four times? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were supposed to do a freaking mod chat. And you wanted to let you sleep, though. I understand that. And I fell asleep and, like, you let it ring like four or five times while sleeping. You never woke me up. And I woke up and it was like hours later. I was like, oh, my God. And you're like, yeah, your phone was ringing. I was like, why the fuck didn't you wake me up? You never had a mod chat. It was when we were in the add on. No, it totally fucking happened. <laughs> yeah, it's just playing silly, but no, I, 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 I absolutely remember that day because I had it all set up in there. I had my laptop with my snowball mic. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally yeah, yeah, no, I, I remember that was funny to explain too. <laughs> dude, I've been like really inconvenient for this whole series. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it's all good. It's all at good. At least now I've got this set up, and my internet is not nearly as good as yours. But at least now, dude, I've got three hundred. 300 down and 25 up. That's not, I, I hate that, though, with the whole networking thing where it's like, can you give me like 100 up or something? Why can't it be yeah. even close to symmetrical? Yeah, but still, compared to before, dude, I think I had four or five. I'll take my 2025, dude. It's still like a pretty substantial increase. Of course. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, going back to this. So this is Mod Chat, which we have, this is weird as hell for us because we have not done this before. Um, but this is our live episode. So we've had some people ask us to do these live streamed. And we've also had some people ask us to do face cams because I understand you see a video on YouTube and you don't really want to just have it be like a 45 or 50 minute you know, yeah. photo and that's it. So we decided to combine the two into one. So pretty much, I guess we're going to be trying it out. So if this episode isn't the best, please excuse us. But for anyone who's listening to the pre-recorded version, hopefully it should be available on all the normal avenues and such. And what will happen is this is going to be on Hangouts on my channel and then it will go down. At one point, I'll bring it up. Daniel, you can put it on your channel if you want to. And then I'll just have to rip the MP3 off that and it will go out to the regular avenues, which is like 
Podbean, Google Play, iTunes. So you're still going to do the, the audio version of it for those people oh, that want that? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, there's actually, I'm happy. There's actually people that specifically asked for the audio version. I'm like, thank you. That's money well spent. I'm happy I'm not cool. paying for server space and it's like going to waste. Yeah, right on. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, it's a convenience. I mean, first off, it takes less time to like buffer and load and it takes less data if you're on a mobile device. And then also, I mean, for this stuff, like you really don't have to see us. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're, if you're just trying to get the the audio and information out of it. But I can understand that, like, if you're watching on YouTube, while it's probably a little nicer if they can look in and see, you know, a couple dudes sitting in front of their computers talking. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, and by the way, for the uh, for the people on the chat, so sorry if it seems like I'm kind of ignoring, I'm not trying to, but Daniel and I get wrapped up in conversation here. Another thing we we're thinking of doing probably about, like, in the halfway point of this stream or something, we're actually going to try and switch it over to user feedback and, you know, question answer and all that. So if you all have questions for us or whatever, we might or might not answer them if we want to, but... Um, I, I mean by that, it's just like, you know, if there's something that's just like completely horrible, we're not going to answer it. But we're going to have you all included. So works out, hopefully. Yeah, it sounds, sounds uh, pretty good to me. Yeah. So, so anyways, Daniel, how have you been doing recently? I've been uh, doing pretty good. As you know, I am officially out of the bird cage or the nest. Not the Woo! cage, the nest, yeah. Finally, finally moved out, uh, you know, after – Five years later than I was supposed to originally, but yeah, so very cool. As you can tell, I'm probably, you know, I'm sure if anyone that's watching this has actually watched one of my videos, you can tell that the background is different, and I'm very happy with the setup. Um, I've got a new chair and a small desk um, because the L-shaped desk just did not fit with how I wanted this room set up, so um, I will do a, you know, setup tour once everything has kind of blown over here in the next couple days to a week, and uh Honestly, the only real things I want to do still is I need to put some posters up because my room, again, like I just told you, doesn't look nearly as cool as yours. Um, oh, and okay. I also, yeah, and I also need to probably add a little bit uh, better lighting. Uh, right now, it's ideal because I've got like a uh, you know natural light coming in from the window, but for nighttime, it's not you know it's not nearly good enough to do recording. But yeah, so I'm officially out. I've got my dog in here under the bed, and uh, she moved out with me, so that's pretty cool that she's you know in here but yeah other than that i've been doing good just working 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 and um you know trying to trying to stay i don't know positive so i got you yeah you moved yeah. out yeah. Main spree. i mean it's, it's nice man yeah. world is uh world is positive yeah exactly so and it's really nice too because like for some reason a lot of pokes spawn here so <laughs> oh that's dude, no pokemon spawn at my place man yeah my, my parents house where i lived none dude but i woke up the other morning to a freaking chancy in the neighborhood and i was like dude no way <laughs> that's awesome yeah I, I think the best thing i've I, no i haven't even woke up to anything but like i went to my friend's house where pokemon spawn there all the time and he's like oh yeah i woke up to an onyx i'm like no <laughs> why it's funny how different like places though different pokemon are like rare because you said you just got like an arcanine or whatever and like i'm working on my fourth arcanine already <laughs> yeah no i got an arcanine um i got a dragonite last night as well too that's awesome but, like yeah that's something yeah, that i don't see here yeah i got a uh the best most exciting thing i got was from a 10 kilometer egg i got a snorlax and that was badass nice yeah, yeah. i uh, i missed i was about this f- close from getting a venusaur but i missed it it uh it timed out on me Oh, you like one popped up like an actual Venusaur? Uh, last month I went to a meetup and there was a Venusaur and people started screaming and we got yeah. there probably about ten seconds too late. Oh no! Yeah, okay. yeah, it sucked. Well, yeah, that's wicked cool. But what about you, man? How you been, dude? I've uh, I've been fantastic. Just uh, you know, been busy, been grinding all that stuff, and thankfully, lots of 
videos have been in the making and all that too. So I just kind of like stagger my releases and all that. But uh, some of the modding videos are coming back for anybody who's happy about that. A lot of them I end up putting back up, but like there's a few where I was like, well, I accidentally deleted those and they probably could have been okay. I should probably upload them because even though they're years old, they're actually still decent tutorials. Yeah. Yeah. So, but aside from that, I'm not, I'm not doing the 3DS stuff. Cause even like a lot of people have asked me to re-upload those. I'm like, they're outdated. So I don't, yeah. I, at this point, I don't really want them out there. Cause I'm like, they're pretty outdated. So even the homebrew stuff in terms of like, uh, like Ninja Hacks and stuff like that. You're not, not doing dude, that at all. Dude, dude the, the, the 3DS scene, it's just like, it was like right here. And within like 24 hours, it just goes like, it just skyrockets off. Yeah. Like, literally, when I finished, like, my Arm9 Loader Hacks tutorial, when I finished recording the source video, like, all the raw footage, it was outdated. Gotcha. Yeah. By the time I rendered it, it was outdated again. And then I uploaded it, and it's like, wow, like, this part of the guide significantly changed. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. I, I'm not going to be. Mine's never coming back. <laughs> Ever. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, with, um, what is it? With, with modding stuff, we might as well talk about some on here because this is mod chat of all things, and we've been talking about everything but that. Um, no, but, uh, Dano, you've, you said you've been a bit out of the loop because of like life and work and life and more life, right? Definitely. Yeah. I, I haven't looked at, before I would check everything at least like once or twice a week, and now it's probably been like, it's probably like a month, honestly, since I've checked anything. Because it just went from packing to moving to, you know, to unpacking to I just I haven't gotten a chance. And we just got internet um, like three days ago. So I didn't even have internet for like a week here. Mm-hmm. No, I got you. So there's one thing that I kind of want to show on here now. Do you remember about last year was the December episode, December 2015 episode, we talked about the uh, Cobra Blackfin? Was it was a, uh, uh, wait, wasn't that like a torrent thing? Kind of. It's, it's for the Vita. Yeah, but I, I thought it was, uh, from what I remember, it was like a, um, a, a it was a peer-to-peer sharing. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm laughing because th- this one thing I want to get into, this is, uh, so the Vita scene's been just exploding, but um, what is it, right here? Okay, I'm going to try and screen share if I can. We'll do screen one, sure. And hopefully you all can see my screen now. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I'll just do presents to everyone on there. Um, anyways, what ended up happening is uh, this guy, Pixel Butts, him and I, we've actually talked personally a few times, but uh, he actually ended up getting a Blackfin, and he reviewed it and everything, and this is like, you know, this is the most convoluted, stupid device I've seen. I'm trying to see. Okay, so... Oh, oh, wait, wait, Daniel, vape again. I need to get that. What? Oh, yeah, I saw you vaping. I wanted to get that on here. Oh. <laughs> Um, let's see, for the sake of me, this is I'll be calling oh, things. Okay. Daniel got shy. Anyways, uh, yeah, no, so right here, pretty much, this is just kind of, if, if I remember, I'll put the link down below. It's on Assembler Games, and this guy did a really in-depth review. Like, he pretty much was looking for an official source to buy this somewhere that wasn't AliExpress. And he ended up buying it, like, let's see, there was some important notes on there. So it doesn't even work on the latest firmware. At the time this was released, it worked on firmware 3.6, well, 3.6 was the latest firmware. 3.61 is out now because of an exploit that I'm going to talk about here soon. Um, but yeah, like, first off, the, let's see, um, the PSTV, which is just, you know, the little, like, set-top box, that didn't even work with this. Um, it had really finicky stuff. Like, you had to be, like, almost, like, this far away from your computer. Well, you can't even see it because I'm just, like, I'm not, <laughs> my, you, you had to be, like, a foot or two away from your computer. Um, it didn't work well with USB 3, like, almost at all. And then the thing is, like, this is the most confusing thing to me. Um, so, Dano, do you kind of briefly remember us talking about it about a year ago? A little bit, yeah. I, I do okay. remember us covering it in an episode. 
okay, so the thing with this is it's not a flash cart by means. You pretty much, on the Vita itself, you have a, um, what is it's it? The whole purpose is piracy, right? That's what it said, basically. No, it's not. It, it's not. <laughs> Like, it's not supposed to be, but like they keep saying it's not a pirate tool, and then I'm looking and I'm like, it looks like piracy to me, so that's what I don't get. Yeah, because well, I thought in the episode we covered on it, it basically looked like it was a hundred percent, like there was no nothing like anyone would really do with it other than pirate. Okay, so th this is this is how it's supposed to be, right? Y you end up getting, and th the thing is like the most. Uh, let me see if there's photos on here. So here he has some photos. It is the one of the ugliest devices I've ever seen. Yeah, it's pretty, and and it's like, look at the fingerprint, like it's mad fingerprints on it. Yeah, dude, it's horrible. So as you can see, like this little card right here, like the bootleg looking one, that is supposed to be the part that you actually put into your Vita itself. And you're, you put an SD card in there. So logically you think you're like, oh, I copy a Vita ISO and I put it on there and pop it in my Vita and it works. Something though with the Vita's authentication and the way it works with cards, I can't really explain it too well, but in short, it kind of uses this as like an authentication device. So you end up having like this USB, um, if you see it, like there's like the USB dongle right there that you plug into your computer and you plug the fin into your computer and there's like seven games you could put in there at once and you can dump the ISOs off that. Then with that, you can transfer it over to the little emulated card type thing, and you put that in your Vita, and then you can play as long as the game has been authenticated on a server. But, wait, okay, wait, first off, Vita uses 100, Vita doesn't use, Vita uses cards? I thought Vita used discs. No, you, the PSP used discs, the Vita uses cards. I, I had no idea. I don't, I don't own a Vita, I've never actually used a Vita. No, that's all good. Huh, okay, so it's 100% card-based, and so you're saying... It can it can load up to seven at a time of your these are things that you own though like seven things that you actually own yeah so for example like I could take seven of my games pop them in there and dump them all as ISOs and then depending on your region you end up uploading all the ISOs to a server that Blackfin provides okay and then from there I think it's like some weird thing like okay let's say if you and I have Cobras right if we both have this device and mm. let's say I have Jack and Daxter and you have I don't know Ratchet and Clank. And I don't own Ratchet and Clank. So I guess kind of what I'm understanding after I talk with Pixelbutts a bit about this is I can go onto the server, download the Ratchet and Clank ISO that you uploaded, and then I can put it onto my card EMU and authenticate it as long as you have the Ratchet and Clank cartridge inside of one of these black fins that is hooked up so it can actually authenticate. Sounds dumb. <laughs> I know! And Sounds like, really dumb. And then the thing is, it was, it was really funny because, like, so we were talking about it, and he was trying to tell me. He's like, no, it's not a piracy device. And I'm like, well, wait. So if, if I can, like, download the ISO and play it, like, if, if you have the cartridge authenticated, does it work? He's like, well, it's like game sharing. I'm like, but that, that still sounds like piracy because I'm downloading the ISO, and I need you to authenticate it live. Yeah, that definitely doesn't sound like that's legal. It just it sounds real broken as well too with it, and it's just like it's it's not even the the legality so much I have an issue with. I mean that's kind of a gray area there. It's more just like just the complexity of this device is what annoys me. It, well, was it actually ever officially launched by the team? It was. Okay, but yeah, I mean, no, this, this thing is out. You can actually buy it. But then the funny thing is, so it doesn't work on the latest firmware. So he couldn't even test it properly. Uh, he's like the only one in the U.S. that has it. So he was the only one putting games on the server, and he he so and also he didn't uh, he didn't have a Vita on three point five seven or lower. So he was just like, yeah, no, I can't test the games properly, and I can't test to see how other things work. What what does it run too? Because wasn't it expensive? 
Oh, ooh, that. Let's see the how price. Let me look at price. Okay. No, he didn't even put the price on here, huh? I would assume it's over a hundred bucks. Yeah, I think I, I thought when we had looked at it back then that there had been like, uh, like roughly people guessing how much it was going to cost, and I think it's it was well over a hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Something like that, yeah. No, I just know with uh, with what was going on, because it's like, yeah, the Blackfin is not an all-in-one solution to pirate. does not allow pirating since it requires game cards to work unless a surplus of them are available. Um, so this I, is perfect. Oh, it says the no, Blackfin, Blackfin is not, not perfect. But <laughs> even with this, so in theory, this is the thing, because I asked him about this and he couldn't verify it with me because there's no one else on the fucking U.S. server to test it. Yeah. Um. I asked him, I was like, okay, so if you have one card that is on there, could like five people download the ISO and authenticate all that card? And he said he didn't know. And like, we were unsure of it. So this is just like the weirdest, most unsuit, like uh, not user-friendly device that I've seen for playing games on a system. To me, it seems like it only would have been successful if like a shitload of people owned them. Yeah. You know? Because like based, yeah. on, based off what I'm seeing though, I, I don't think that, uh, let me see. All in one uh, does not have this works. See, I don't think that I think that only one can be authenticated at a time per one. Because if you look, it says does not allow pirating since it will require game cards to work unless a surplus of them are available, making me think that it only works one at a time unless there's a bunch of them that are being uploaded. That's what it's saying, and I guess that's what it's implying there. The problem is we really can't test it unless someone else yeah. buys it, which no one else is going to get it because, like, even his... This is the only review I've really seen, and even at the top he said, card EMU has fallen apart from general use. Like, the little card thing right there, the, the bootleg card that they give you, that thing fell apart just from him using it. Yeah, well, if you look at it, it looks very flimsy just from the picture. Oh, yeah, no, he even said that, like, in the, uh, where the hell was it? Was it the durability or something? He was reading this here. Yeah, the build quality, 2 out of 10. The plastic feels cheap and flexible, but that's to be expected, if you ask me. Just don't abuse it, and you'll be fine. You can miss the card reader port if you don't angle your card properly, so watch out. The card EMU feels flimsy and cheap, so be careful if you have nails. Points also deducted for the card EMU being an issue on the Slim Vita with the game card cover. He also <laughs> mentioned on here, like, if you have the Slim Vita, it doesn't even fit in there properly. Got you. So it's 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 junk. Yeah, no, it's horrible from what I see. I was like, oh, this is this is god awful. Yeah, yeah. No, he he gave it an extremely poor review, and like I I give him props for at least getting it and trying it out, but like the thing just did not work properly at all for what he was doing. Yeah, no, I totally remember. Um, because there was something wasn't it December when this came out as well as something for the 3ds. Um, oh, what was going, the, was it, no, the Sky 3DS Plus, that was it. Okay, yeah, because I remember there was that one episode where there was, like, this, and I saw it out, like, there was actually, like, we were, like, kind of hyped, because, like, oh, wow, like, we've got this, this, and this, like, there was actually stuff that was being talked about, and I totally, completely, like, forgot about that, uh, the, it was Cobra, right? The Cobra's Yeah, it was Cobra that did it. Yeah, so I totally forgot about it until you, you know, mentioned it right now, but it sounded, mm -hmm. it sounded like, I, I think that if we go back and watch the video, we were excited, but like we were kind of also at the same time like unsure about it because like, well, we ah. I think we were mostly unsure because we we're like, oh, cool, this is something for the Vita, but it's not out yet, and it yeah. requires this like weird like I'd never seen that type of authentication through like a server and all that for doing yeah. this. Like I don't, I don't know. The only positive thing I see from this is this was a decent way to dump your Vita collection. Yeah, in in bulk. Mm hmm. Since you can do up to seven at a time, yeah. yeah. But I mean, again, that's that's still very pricey for just mm -hmm. a dumper, you know. It's it's very slow as well too, from what I know. So oh, yeah. yeah. 
So Pixel Butts, I mean, they, like, I guess I, he, he's a cool guy. Thank you for, for thank you for purchasing this. Thank you for doing the review. Thank you for also talking to me privately about this as well too. Because I I just hit him up on Twitter. I was like, dude, can I can I ask you some things? Because I'm really confused with this. And his thing, he he clarified some things for me. But he's also like, dude, I'm I'm confused as well too. Like, I don't even know how to properly use this. Like, not yeah. not in a bad way, but it's like he couldn't properly use it because he didn't have a low enough firmware Vita. And then the thing like half broke, and there was no one else in the U.S. region to test it with. Freaking sucks. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was ridiculous, man. Okay, so. I want to see. <clears throat> I want to see if I can find because you didn't see right now, right? Like a place that was like what they were going for, roughly. You can you can look if you want to. Like, let's see, Kobe. Let, uh, let me see where he ended up buying it from because he purchased a Blackfin as soon as it was available from somewhere other than Taobao. So, so their website, if you go to resellers, there is none. It, really. Blackfoot under resellers says, please email us to be listed, and there's nobody. Wow. <laughs> That's so bad. That is bad. That's Black so bad. Uh, I mean, the, the funny thing is, right after this came out, I mean, the uh, the 3.6 uh, Vita Hack uh, Hinkaku uh, ended up coming out, and I mean, that's just, it's, I don't, I don't know. It's. It, I would say it's probably accelerating as fast as the 3ds scene did i um i found a website selling it called axio game um looks like it's going for 120 uh, not worth it at all no yeah yeah and if y'all don't believe me just look at like apparently the one guy in the united states who purchased this <laughs> right How, what a fail. like what a fail for their whole like dev team because you know like you know, this freaking had to be uh, had to take a long time. You know, for yeah, them to, I mean, to work I, on. Yeah, I'm. It's because um, I just don't think that there was you know a, there was no proper exploit that was available for this. So they kind of no. just used what they had, and it's like so they might tell me they're like, okay, well, you make some better, and I'll tell you, I can't make anything better. So I give them props for making this, but it's just like. The design has been bad on there. Like it was flimsy. Selling it like you you couldn't even find a proper way to buy it. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one sec. Matt Mod said, are you guys going to be re-uploading this video after the stream? Yeah, I believe you said, Mario, that you're going to have a uh, complete video of the video. Like, it, Absolutely, it, yeah. So I buy, buy latest because it's going to DVR it anyways. Buy latest tomorrow. Probably tomorrow it will like be available to the public. So you'll at least get a you know preview version of it, I guess. Yeah, and then he's also going to have the... Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I, I need to do all the other metadata, the audio, all that other fun stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be there. It'll be there. Yeah, yeah, it will be there for sure. Yeah. Um, also, with uh, let's see, Silence sixty four. Are you saying I I know this probably won't be answered yet, but will you do more of these live? And like, we're planning to actually like, you know, I'm I'm okay taking this live. You're okay with it? I I like live a lot better. It's it's more fun for me, and it's easier for me to pay attention because I can see you versus like us just talking like we're talking through the phone or something. Exactly. Yeah. Which I mean, podcasts are still cool and all that, but I think this is also going to blend it together because if you're watching this on YouTube, you actually have something to watch where it's like, Hey, if you want to watch this on like, you know, a second monitor you have, there's actually movement and all that stuff. While as you know, with a podcast, if you actually want to consume it as a podcast, we give you an MP3 version anyways. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So that's, you get the best of both worlds. Exactly. And also it's, it allows us to be a little bit lazy because it's like we can live stream and do, you know, the, uh, camera thing at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just being smart. 
We try, we try. But yeah, no, Daniel's actually been wanting to take it, uh, like do the live stream thing for so for a long. long time, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not like, I, I just, it's not that I'm against live streams. It's just, I don't do them all that often, but I've been doing them a bit more than the past two yeah. months. I've done like three live streams. It's, it's, it's definitely different. Um, I remember the first time I did a live stream, like the first couple times actually. And even when I did that, like, I think it was a 24 hour live stream or at least 12 hour live stream. I don't know. It was, it was a long hours, I think. Yeah, um, it was a little weird for me. Like, I had little moments where I was, like, kind of, like, nervous in a sense because I was like, oh, like, things aren't working right or blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. I've just gotten to the point now where, like, nobody's is perfect 24-7. I don't care, like, how long. It's live streaming. Like, nothing, you know, yeah. I mean, we don't have a full crew of people that are here, like, ensuring that everything is correct and running 100% smoothly. So, I don't yeah. know. I feel like, as long as, you, as long as you're doing your best, like, people are going to understand. And if they're not, then, you know, they're – no 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 i gotcha yeah that's um i mean i I think the one reason why i really got burned out on live streaming too is because well what the last time i ever tried live stream at my old apartment um it was just it it kept breaking after like a minute and then it got me really pissed off but then even prior to that i'd helped with a friend's live stream where he did um extra life which i'm going to be doing that again this year so if you all saw extra life in 2014 we're going to be doing a 2016 extra life and uh, that was pretty much gaming for 24 hours and i we live streamed for he i slept for like five hours but he live streamed for 24 hours it's for charity right yeah yeah yeah, no, it was, so that really burned me out. Also, the funny thing was, like, the first hour or two, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. At least it was the first hour. Yeah, but no, I like, because, you know, like, one of the worst things you could do with a live stream, and for, for any of you all, and by the way, Matt, that poster always does that because I have a damn fan there. Um, no, the issue with uh, with the live stream and all that was, like, you know, if you're, one of the worst things you could do is just be stagnant on a live stream. If it's just, like, if it keeps freezing, if there's glitches, if uh, you're if there's no movement, like you're you're at a pause screen, your live stream is gonna die real quick. And uh, what ended up happening was we were at a pause screen for payday two for like 45 minutes because we couldn't get the live stream going. And then it started, and then there was an issue, and then there was another issue, and then Charlie had to go to the bathroom, and then he came back, and then he had to go to the bathroom again because we ate Burger King the other night, and he had diarrhea, so he was in there for like 20 minutes at a time. <laughs> And I'm like, Charlie, we, we need you out here. And he's like, Danny, I no, it's going to be another like 10 minutes. And I think he went to the bathroom like a third time. And then his girlfriend ended up coming in. It was my first time meeting her. I was like, oh, hey, how are you doing? And she looked like really shaken up. I'm like, oh, I hope everything's okay. Then he was talking to her for like another 20 minutes because on the way over, she ended up getting into a car accident. Oh, God. Yeah. And then like, then we were cool after that. But it was just like, oh, my God, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And I was like sitting there apologizing to the viewers. I'm like, listen, I'm so sorry. We're at like a one hour live stream of nothing but the payday two menu. That's awful. That's pretty rough. Yeah. After that, it was fine, though. After that, and it, it was weird because for some reason, he had a really low upload speed, and both him and I were uploading, and like, because we were doing the live stream, and that was the only time his live stream was ever perfect. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely sounds like a learning experience. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, was, it, it was fun. It was, it was definitely fun. <laughs> Yeah, they're 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 very much so uh, yeah. in- interesting. <laughs> Normally, whenever we hang out, though, like he's like, "Hey, do you want to get something to eat?" I'm just like, "Hey, let's go to Burger King." No, no, just after that event. He's done with Burger King for life. Well, he tested it too later on a few weeks ago, like a few weeks later. He's like, "Yeah, Danny, I ate Burger King again. The same thing happened. So it definitely wasn't a fluke." 
Burger King just not sit right with your boy Charlie. <laughs> yeah, well, even I myself, I was like, that's why I really don't eat there anymore either, because I don't eat fast food as often. But I was like, oh no, like Burger King doesn't doesn't sit well. Fire truck. Uh, Burger King doesn't sit well with me either. Huh. My but have you just woken up or are you very tired? <laughs> um, I, I woke up probably like an hour ago, maybe. I um, it was uh, it was Aaron's friend's birthday yesterday, and uh, she had a little get together. It was well, not a lot of people. It was probably just like five or eight people or something like that. And um, we were, I thought we were only be there for a little bit. We ended up being there for later than we expected, and I had a few beers, and so I just I don't know. Okay, how um, many is a few? Uh, I think I had like five. Dana, that's not a few. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying. Like, so, yeah, yeah I, I, it's a collection. I, I a collection of beers. I, I plan on getting up at ten and like taking her home and taking a shower and stuff like that. And I woke up at like twelve thirty and just was like, oh god. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really tired, but I'm not not tired. <laughs> of course. No, well, that explains it. Or I'm just paying too much attention. Yeah, I just. We, we have <laughs> so thank you very much for your viewership. Where you could just like, I feel like Matt would be the type of guy where he would just come up to you, and be like, Daniel, are, are you okay? Yeah, he's like, like he's just like, like, like you just like break down. You're like, no, everything's been going wrong. Like I'm not saying it's like going on right now, but it's like it would just have that sixth sense with someone, like overly analytical. <laughs> I understand. Come <laughs> Evil Dash. Um, yeah, I was bummed, dude, because I went to GameStop last week and I had a box of like um, 200 doom posters and i was like oh sick because i guess the company really? the company sent them out like way after the game had already launched so like they got them like two or three weeks after the launch and so nobody was really taking them and um so i grabbed one for my room i was like cool like my first official poster and i was waiting because i didn't have any like tax or or double-sided adhesive and i came mm-hmm. home and my dog had peed on my floor and destroyed my poster dude <sighs> i was that was probably one of the saddest things about it like i didn't mind having to clean it and I, you know i didn't let her out in the morning before oh, wait so, so even though there were 200 you only got one yeah, I only took one, dude. I was, I was like, not trying to, you know, take all of them. My buddy took one, too, because, like, the lady told me to take two as well, which I should have, because, you know, one side was different like, than the other. To them, it's like, oh, wait, we're getting rid of stuff that's worth two cents. Yeah, exactly. So, I should have got more. I mean, I might even, if I go back there, I wouldn't be surprised if they still had them, because there was so many left just a week ago or whatever. No, I got you. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. You want to, uh, you want to talk about Hinkaku a bit, or do you know what that is? Talk about what? Uh, Vita, native hack. No, I have no idea. You, you talk. I just listen. You okay. Okay, so I've only done one video on Hinkaku, but like it's pretty much what Vita owners have been waiting for for quite a while. So let's see. When did the Vita come out? Let's see. Uh, Vita release date. I want to say it came out in 2012. Okay, it came out February 2012. Four years, like over four. Technically, no, it was introduced, I guess this was in Japan, December 17th of 2011. So probably about four and a half years we finally got a user-friendly, reliable method of getting na- Vita native homebrew on there. So in case you don't know, because a lot of people are going to say, oh yeah, there was like TNV and all these other custom firmers. It's like, not really. Even some people might say uh, VHBL or uh, Vita half Byte loader. Not that either. So first off, you need to kind of understand the architecture of the Vita. The Vita itself, um, that's its own thing. It has a built-in PSP emulator, much like how the Wii U has the Wii built into it, which is the Wii emulator. So almost immediately out the gate, the Wii U, uh, like the Wii side of it was modified, and you could soft mod it. 
Same thing happened with the Vita. Almost immediately out the gate, people were able to access the PSP emulator, and there's two major modifications. There are ePSP exploits where you end up downloading a game, you run a modified game save on that game, and it boots you into the custom firmware. And that involves you getting a PSP game that's exploitable. So no big deal there. Um, even though it's it's still cool. Um, then there's another one that is Vita Half Byte Loader, which that's normally the first thing to get running, and that doesn't allow you to access the full emulator. All it does is just allow you to run PSP Homebrew on the Vita. So the nice thing is with that, it's like you still get Homebrew, you still get that access on there, but um, you're only really limited to the uh, to the PSP side, which you know isn't all that fun because the Vita itself is still a pretty kick-ass device. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I want to say about a year ago, Rejuvenate ended up coming out, which I never got to use that. I actually purchased a second Vita, and unfortunately, it was on a firmware, like, just one bit higher than Rejuvenate. But Rejuvenate was, like, the first public method, at least, to run native Vita homebrew on there. So, you could run it on the Vita side, and it was awesome. Problem is, uh, it was complex to set up. You had to use a older firmware. The fir- The stuff on there wasn't, um, like, the, the homebrew just wasn't as good uh, because there weren't that many developers on it because it required um, just, you know, a harder setup on there. It was less convenient and just a few other things. Also, you know, older firmware. Yeah. Uh, so that's been around. So v- Native Vita Homebrew isn't new. It's been out for about a year. But what ended up happening is there was this thing called Hinkaku that was released, which essentially all you have to do, it was on Vita firmware 3.6 and below. You go to the Hinkaku website, you hit install, and then it says, do you want to void your warranty? Sure. And then it run, ends up running a WebKit exploit of some kind, and it then ends up crashing your browser and then installs something called Molecular Shell on your Vita. So then you have your first piece of native Vita homebrew. And when you open up Molecular Shell, it is just a way to access your, um, like, it's a content management system. So you can modify all the files. You can copy and paste all that stuff. And you can even start up an FTP server on there so you can transfer files between your computer and your Vita. Infinitely easier to set up and use than rejuvenate. And it's great. So why is FTP? Yeah. Unless you're using the uh, PSTV. Gotcha. Yeah. So what ended up happening with that was um, they also explicitly, like, they made it so that it's not going to run pirated games or it's not going to, like, so So they put the exploit out there and they already released the source code as well, too. So now the nice thing is, um, unfortunately, it's like a tethered jailbreak in a way. So whenever you fully power down the Vita, you have to turn it back on and you have to run the exploit somehow. Now there's other methods of doing it. So normally the way you have to do it, the optimal way is you have to go to the Hinkaku website. It downloads the latest version of it. And when you have it downloaded, every time you want to run it again, when you turn it off, you have to go and trigger that exploit in the web browser. So with that, um, they've now released offline solutions. So for example, you could just like run a local host on your computer here and have it connect out to your computer, or you can run the local host on your phone that has a application for it. So you literally just go to the local host for wherever the device is hosting it, and then you can just run the exploit there and that's it. Nice. Yeah. That's um, like this is this is newer now. You said yeah, it's, goes when they yeah, came no, out. it's in the past few weeks. Okay. Yeah. So pretty much there's I'm gonna bring up I'm gonna do screen sharing again on here because this is one thing I'd actually recommend checking out. This is 
share my screen. So I, in case anyone doesn't know, I'm, I'm a Redditor. I do love my Reddit. But um, VitaHacks has been great on here, and this has been an excellent resource. And here I've been able to see it, you know, grow and all that other fun stuff. So uh, pretty much what ended up happening was now people have been making a big deal about piracy. This has been here since the beginning on here. Uh, just people wanting to get a hold of any way to run pirated Vita games and stuff. Um, but really, like, you, you, get, you get Vita Shell on there. There's a new firmware out that's 3.61 that ends up patching this, so don't run 3.61. Uh, but then there's been some other developments. So you're seeing a ton of homebrew come out. Uh, recently, they end up getting right access to the Vita completely. So now you can modify any of the files on there. So now people are looking into making uh, firmware spoofers so that you can spoof what you're, like, spoof to get online. Uh, they're looking into uh, downgraders as well, too. Like, I haven't even read this one yet, but possible 3.61 to 3.6 downgrade. Um, and then there's been two releases, like, game releases. Uh, one of them, it was an Adventure Time game where it was a unfinished, it was a dev copy of the game that you could download and install. I'm not advocating it, just informing, because it is illegal since copyrighted content. And I guess there was another guy on a Chinese forum who has said recently that he found a way to decrypt games and he can install them. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're getting there. I mean, it was just, it was kind of one of those things. It is with due time, it's going to happen. But the exploit, the Hinkaku exploit itself was not designed to facilitate piracy. <laughs> yeah. So I got a question not related to modding, but around the Vita in general. Do you like your Vita a lot? Oh, dude, I'd love it. Because I've heard, like, I've heard it's pretty solid. But the thing is, with it being cartridge-based, how long are the games? Are they decently long titles or no? Oh, yeah. No, dude, they are. I mean, you got to think about this, too. The Nintendo, like the original Nintendo, also had really small games by today's standards. But those were super long games. Yeah, you're right. But you dump them, and it's like a few megabytes. That's it. Gotcha. Yeah. No, dude, it's an excellent, like, JRPG handout and all. But as you can see, they got, like, Retro Arch going on here. So, like, let's see what's going on with GitHub. Well, they now have, um, yeah, they, they have a new, like, UI available, which is pretty neat on there, which is, like, literally the XMB. Um, let's look at, I haven't seen this yet. Let's see what's going on with, um, with this. This is on hackinformer.com. But intentionally brick carry out. So for this, if you're doing a downgrade, let's see, PS Vita 361, a firmware choice, battery pack half empty, not mandatory, content manager assistant, Charles, I don't know who that is, and a hex editor. <laughs> it's me, Charles. Yes, it's me. Mm, quite. Okay. Um, so some, someone asked in the chat, what do you think about GameStop asking for fingerprints? And um, I don't know if you've experienced it, but I actually no noticed too, like last time I did a couple of trade-ins, like uh, it might have been six months ago or so and they did actually take my fingerprint at GameStop yeah I think it's because that's a more that's a more reliable way than an ID of keeping track of how many people are doing trade-ins or like what's being traded in what's being traded in who's trading in what and mostly they're doing it for uh, stolen stuff ah uh, got you yeah, because the way it works is, like, you trade in a bunch of stuff. So let's say, Daniel, let's say I steal, like, your Xbox One. I go to GameStop, I end up trading that in, it has a serial number, and then even with that, I have to provide my information. Then what happens is you might end up going to GameStop and you're looking for, you know, your stolen Xbox One, and then they find it, the serial number matches, all they have to do is say, oh, hey, there's this serial number, let's find it in our database. Oh, hey, this is the person who ended up selling it to us. Hmm. I still feel like it's kind of an invasion of privacy in a sense. Yeah, but then again, you also have to... Uh, yeah, I mean, if, 
It is, but at the same time, it's like it's kind of your own choice to go to GameStop in that fact as well, too. I think other people are going to be leading out with it, but for now, at least, GameStop is the only place I know of that's doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I gave them my finger pranks. I mean, I don't, I don't really give a shit that much, but at the same time, I'm just like, huh, it's a little interesting. Like, not, not too many places to ask you for your fingerprint. I understand. You so... Know. Even with this, I, uh, you know, I'm kind of just skimming this. This is so general, and it's, um, mm, I don't really understand it too much, at least right now. <laughs> All we know is there's, there's a possible method to downgrade from 3.61 to 3.6. I wish I had uh, my coworker in this, because he is a pretty good, uh, pretty good programmer. So he, like, <laughs> every time there's something like he understands a lot more than I do, even if he doesn't understand what it is, like you can look at the code and be like, Oh yeah, this is what it's doing. You know? Mm -hmm. No, I gotcha. Yeah. So there, there's been that. And the cool thing is now, cause I think 3.55 is the latest, um, firmware on PS4. Pretty much somebody ended up doing a proof of concept where they kind of just ported the Hinkaku exploit to the PS4 and it works. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. Wait, say it again? <laughs> so the Hinkaku exploit, which I'll like show you on here, Hinkaku. Let me find the actual site and I can share it on here. Um, screen share. Sure, this screen. Again, so right here on the Hinkaku page. And pretty much here, if you're just on it on a desktop, no big deal. But like what you need to do is you need to hit the install button and then you just install that. But the way the exploit works, the guy just ended up porting it over to the ps4 and tried it and it at least crashes the system and he's able to get in and like there's no homebrew or anything there's no jailbreak available yet or anything so we just know the exploit does work it works on ps4 yeah huh that's interesting yeah so that will be a neat new thing as well too to see kind of what ends up happening with that i mean i'm sure like it's gonna get patched if you know Oh, definitely, definitely. The thing is, honestly, honestly, I'll just, I'll just say this because, like, the, the Vita stuff, the PS4 stuff, even, even the Wii U. I've finally been messing with the Wii U stuff now. I'm um, on like 5.5.1. The thing, all these things have, and 3ds, all these things have in common with the exploits is that they're based upon the web browser. Like, honestly, it's 2016. I think companies should just stop putting fucking web browsers in consoles. Yeah. If they want to secure them a tiny bit, because, like, okay, like, 10 years ago, the PSP 2006, it was awesome to have a web browser on there. At this point, it's like, why would I, like, for example, like, right here, I'm like, every console I have sitting here has a web browser by my computer. My computer is, a be is the best web browser I have available. If it's a portable system, I have a smartphone. Like, in 2016, there's not a need for an internet browser on your console. It's true. I don't, I don't really know... I mean, I've used my buddy's PS4 web browser like once or twice, um, but that's it, once or twice. And it wasn't like I needed to use it, you know? Mm -hmm. no, yeah, it's, think... definitely, it's definitely not really like a, a feature that need. I don't think anyone would be like, I was going to buy this, but then there's not a web browser anymore, so I'm not going to buy it. Yeah. No, as, as I said, in like 2005, for example, when the PSP came out, awesome. Web browser was great on there. Now, damn it, 2016... Oh. Pretty not fun. as not as needed. Even like the, when these consoles came out, 2012, 2013, like they didn't really need the web browsers. No. So. No, it was definitely a kind of pointless feature. Yeah. So I mean that that's been the fun part with that. Like they all the Vita stuff there. Um, 
also with the what the hell was going on so even on the 3ds side of things there's now a way where you can downgrade um the latest firmware and i haven't done it myself but like latest firmware is 11 and there's no actual game exploit well there's kind of one i guess but you need to buy an exploit type game and it's using a dsiware exploit and you do something where you kind of just like mess around with system restore so you need another like fully hacked up 3ds and you kind of just do something with like dumping over the NAND and doing a system restore over to the unmodified system. Gotcha. So it's it's interesting seeing all this stuff there. I'm being very general about that, and I might be completely wrong on there, so people please correct me if I am, but I just, I haven't done it. So. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the Vita stuff's really cool. I mean, again, like, I've been out of the loop, and I don't have a Vita. I've, there's, I was close to yeah. buying one, like, once or twice, but... No, that's that's really really cool. That's awesome. I was gonna say I'm probably just like giving you like information overload right now. Yeah, I'm just like like, well, because for me like complete noob when it comes to Vita, you know, like 100. percent I don't like all the things you're saying. I'm just like, huh. But I mean, it makes sense. It, it does make sense. Like, yeah, um, the WebKit. It's kind of basing it off the WebKit exploits, and the WebKit exploit has been available on the PS4 for quite a while. Like on 1.76, that's how you can do things on there. So you can like there technically is a PS4 jailbreak. It's just it's not as refined as like the PS3 jailbreak that you'd think of. Yeah, there's not nearly as much stuff right that's been built around it or built for it like mm -hmm. there's no fuss there's no full uh, custom firmware right oh no no it's not even close to that oh no not at all no i didn't think so yeah so yeah that's that i mean you can do some stuff like you can run linux on there and you can do a few things which is like that's fantastic that's cool. but yeah, it's, yeah. it's just there's the, the the big problem is too the reason why these new exploits are great in terms of like development and all that stuff is um due to the fact that you can uh you you get a bunch of new people in there like for example the Wii U scene did not explode until five point five point one was moddable um the three ds scene didn't explode until I want to say ten point two ten point three was downgradable. Um, and then even like hopefully, well, the Vita scene, this is exploding now because the latest firmware was exploitable. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Also, I'll comment on this. Someone said, um, it made me laugh that no one is touching the Xbox one. It's, I remember a lot of people were saying, they're just like, oh yeah, the Xbox one's going to get hacked up first because the 360 got hacked up really early on. It's like, that's not necessarily true. I've also talked to a few people that have said it's quite a secure system, but also I feel like not many people just want to really touch it right now, but I'm sure people are working on it in private. Yeah, well, I <laughs> I know a lot of people were thinking that like there was going to be something a lot sooner than already now, because I mean, how old are the consoles now? They're coming up in three years, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've been telling people minimum three, four years. You got to wait. It's like the Wii U, we're getting some nicer stuff on there, but that took what, like I'd say 2015, so about three years. Um, PS4, I mean, that took about two years, I want to say, but even then, nothing's really refined on there. We got the basic exploits. Uh, the Vita took like four, four and a half, something like that. So it, it takes time. Yeah. Yeah, we, we are no longer in the days where you could just put a jam down a button like on the PS1, for example, and you could do whatever the hell you want to. That's that's long past us. How long did it take on the 360, though? It wasn't that long. Was it before the King Kong exploit? Mm, uh, King Kong exploit. Let, let me see. 360 King. I don't know when that was released, to be honest. So was it two... It, was it really 2000? Uh, no, 2007 is... I'm seeing posts from 2007. 
Uh, it took less than two years then, is yeah, what it looks a year like. Year and a half for that one. Yeah, yeah. Right now, okay. So March thirtieth, two thousand seven, new King Kong shader exploit for Zell and Gentoo Linux live CD for the three hundred and sixty. So that or that March, excuse me. So that was about no, that was over two years. Well, no, no, less than two years. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right under. Right under. I think. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, even with the uh, with the 360, I think um, I'll share this screen on here if I can. This is a huge, like super old thing from Quick Jump. If you're looking at this right here, but yeah, no, this is one of the uh, well, the first like you know major exploit that was going on with that. But even then, like this required you to flash the DVD drive and all that, and it was just it was so much harder to do because oh yeah, because freaking executor didn't have all their tools. <laughs> exactly, and like you know Jungle Flash and all that stuff that wasn't available. No. Yeah. Um, what about... I'm, let me see. I don't know when the first... I think it was like three or four months into the system's release, we did see a Flash DVD drive. Um, but I had mentioned this. I don't know if I mentioned it on Mod Chat. I've mentioned it at least on, um, on the channel before. The reason why 360 drive flashing was done really early on is because near the end of the original Xbox's life cycle, um, you remember people used to end up flashing... What the hell was it? Um... They well not flashing, but they end up uh, soft modding the original Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what ended up happening with that was near the end of the Xbox's life cycle, people found a way to have a stock unmodified original Xbox, but they end up taking a because they used some of them used Hitachi DVD drives. People found a way to take the actual chip off the drive board in the Hitachi DVD drive, um, dump the firmware over to. Um, what is it? Dump the firmware over to their computer, and then they ended up writing back a custom firmware with the didn't use a DVD key, but they just wrote over a custom firmware to that, slapped it back on there, and then they were able to put this drive into a unmodified Xbox, and it was able to play ISOs. And that was near the end of the original Xbox's life cycle, and it was never released, but they ended up using that same exploit for the original 360, because the first 360s came out with Samsung and Hitachi drives, and they just ended up trying, hey, the 360 uses Hitachi drives. Let's see if the same exploit works. Um, I thought that at the beginning of the Xbox 360, hot swapping was a thing still. Um, well, even with hot swapping, it's you can't play a separate game hot swapping. You can play a modified game hot swapping. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, for example, on the PS1 and 2, hot swapping was a thing where you could use a game to boot up another game. On the... 360 and probably the original xbox the only benefit of hot swapping is just you don't have to modify the nand or the drive board at all on a system and uh you can play a modified version of the game so like someone i know for example that's how he used to do halo 2 iso mods and then he ended up um he had a stock xbox but he just ended up hot swapping for a halo 2 iso that he had modified and he was able to take mods online gotcha yeah so all that stuff happened, um, and then they just, as I said, they. I think the only difference was really when they ended up dumping the uh, 360 drive. They're just like, oh, hey, now instead of the now instead of a hard drive key, it uses a DVD key that resides on the console. So they just that was the only thing they had to be on the lookout for was yeah. DVD keys instead. Taking it back, history lesson. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I'm weird. I find this stuff fascinating, but I guess there's like. Thousands of other people that find it fascinating that subscribe to me for some reason. So thank you. Yeah, you're not alone. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyways, um, 
I don't know. You you got any other ideas for modding stuff specifically? Or are you good? Mm, off off the top of my dome, not really. I mean, nothing exciting. Like in terms of nothing new, you know. I mean, I saw there's quite a few like questions in the chat like regarding to modding stuff yeah. and, and and that's that's what I was gonna say. Like I uh, I'd be down to uh, move on explicitly to like the uh, the the user interaction phase of this, which is all new for mod chat. So this is gonna be the first episode where we interact directly with the users. Yeah, I definitely say we could probably address um, some of those, you know. Yeah. So I know yeah, there so was guys. If you, if you have any questions, anything you want to discuss, I'd say for the next like thirty minutes, I'd be good. Yeah. Well, I saw one that like I thought is kind of interesting. He says, uh, "What are your thoughts on PS4 Neo and the Xbox Scorpio? Do you think they'll really live up to their promise that no one's going to be left behind?" Uh. We don't really still. I mean, we know internal leak documents about the uh, the PS4 Neo, but it's more. I think it was necessary for VR, is what it seemed like. I'm getting the PSVR. I'll probably get the Neo, um, and then the Scorpio. It's like I'm just worried about the price point on there, and it's like, is it gonna come out too late? Because it's coming out not even this December, Daniel. It's coming out next December. Oh, is that really what they're what they've said is their official launch? Yeah, the Scorpio is coming out December 2017. A lot can change then, and I feel like they're doing it to not only prepare developers, but also hopefully minimize costs so they can give it to the consumer. At, I, they need to target $500 if they want to even try and sell it, which even $500 has shown to fail before, but if they really tout how powerful the system is for $500, I feel like they can sell that off. Neo, Neo's dropping this year, though, no? Ne that what hasn't still hasn't been announced, but apparently it's supposed to come out this year. And PS4 games coming out in quarter four of this year are supposed to have a Neo mode. Okay, yeah, I'll yeah, pick one I, up. I well, because I read uh, what did I see somewhere? Yeah, I mean, I did see though that the Neo is supposed to basically be able to work alongside your existing hardware for people that already do have like the original PS4s. I don't know how like in terms of um, whether it's just gonna be an add-on or like a completely separate unit i mean do you do you know like if because like because here's the thing like i know people are gonna be pissed off if they're coming out with a completely new ps4 that has it included and um you know it's a lot more expensive people already have a ps4 just to get the add-on that shouldn't be the case like they should have a version where you know it's like some kind of a plug-in standalone device per se that you know they take out some of the cost because obviously you already have the core console versus having an all-in-one like new ps4 essentially that has the hardware integrated inside of it yeah, I know for the VR stuff, they are going to have like a separate base type thing. I don't really know what all it does because I haven't looked into it too much, but I don't know how much extra power it's going to add, if any. Because apparently they were saying that like some developers were coming out and saying that the original PS4 wasn't going to be optimal for VR. Huh. Yeah, because I know like my brother, for example, like he just picked up a PS4 like, I don't know, two months ago. He's going to be pissed off if like, really? yeah, he's going to be super pissed off. And then I also saw... Um, I saw, I think it was like a tweet or something like that, and I like ended up reading it. Basically, um, it was from the, uh, it was from one of the main devs over at Microsoft that that's been working on the Xbox One, and like the title for the article said like the end or last generation of consoles question mark. And um, when they asked the guy, um, you know, basically, and they were talking about you know features for Xbox and stuff like that, and they said. Like what is what is the future of consoles gonna look like? And he says it's pretty much like identical to PC gaming. Like the the like the bridge between the two is like becoming closer and closer. Because if you think about it, like if VR is gonna become the new standard, then like that kind of gets rid of a lot of the mobility that people enjoy of 
having a console game. You know, like just being able. Yeah, I don't think VR is going to become a standard because people still want to, uh, like, they'll want a controller. They'll want one of these things. Um, even I myself, I think VR is cool, but I'm still going to want to, you know, just, I don't want something on my head all the time. Um, but then, no, even with that, it's like, well, Xbox, they've really been pushing for that. Now they're making Xbox more of a service, if anything. And um, then it's already x86, <clears throat> x86 architecture. So honestly, the only good thing that consoles are going to have here soon, really, is just a convenience of, hey, if you don't want a PC and you want something that looks aesthetically nicer and fits in somewhere like, let's say, a living room or yeah. a bedroom, a and complex. you don't want the most powerful system, you can have this pre-built console thing that's kind of like a PC that isn't. So yeah. I think with that, that's why they're still going to be able to sell consoles, but it's not going to be like they're definitely bridging into that PC mark, which they need to. Yeah, no, definitely. And plus, I feel like, I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like PC gaming in general is just become a lot more popular over the past certain amount of years. Like, I don't know, when I was younger, I did a little bit of PC gaming, but, like, from school standpoint and, like, growing up, like, it was always, like, the nerdy thing. Like, you know, all PC gaming. Like, that's, you know, like, you picture the dude in the basement type thing. And as I've gotten older, and, I mean, I got into PC gaming. I never thought I would, um, and I fucking love PC gaming, and I feel sorry that I ever, you know, had a ill thought towards PC gaming, but I definitely feel like, younger generation, a lot of them are actually more so now growing up on PC gaming. Not that there's not, like, again, units are selling in terms of consoles. Like, there's not, like, I'm not saying that there's not a place, you know, for them still, but I just know that especially, like, for example, I mean, even just like a game like Counter-Strike, which is exclusively a fucking PC game, it's not on It was console. on 360. What's, okay, yeah, it was on, it was on 360. It was on right. 360. I, was, I'm, I think it was horrible on there, but it was on 360. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I did. I remember my buddy and me saw that. Like, what? It was on fucking 360. I'm just saying that. Like, I feel that even just that game in itself has converted a lot of people over to PC just because it's an exclusive PC title at this point, and it has such a fucking massive community. You know, and there's just certain games. Like, I mean, you've got PC games like like Dota, which is a huge competitive game. You've got League, which is a huge competitive game. You've got War Warcraft, which has always been a very large, you know, PC MOBA, not MOBA, MMORPG. Um, yeah. But um, I don't know. I just I feel like that there's a lot more people that have gotten into PC gaming over the past five to ten years, but even just like heavily the last five years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you feel that's accurate that a lot of people have Absolutely. converted over to PC? Yeah, because even just the act of building a PC itself and getting one set up is much easier than before. Like I just thought I was like, okay, well, you know, building a PC is kind of like Legos, but that really hasn't been the thing until the past like five, six years or so. Because if you go back mm-hmm. and look at older PC architecture, it was so much messier to set things up. It was much harder, and there was really no standard many times across the board. Yeah, it's it's really really easy too. Mm-hmm. The PC. So, yeah, I mean, now, now if someone's just like, oh yeah, I know it's super easy to build a PC. It's like now it's super easy to build a PC. Was not easy to build a PC 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. No, everything's. I mean, well, everything's like pretty much universal at this point. You know, I mean, for the most part, it's like plug this in and plug this there. Like, I mean, you can. I, I know a lot of the like, young kids that can build PCs. You know, and it's no big deal. The only people I think that can build PCs are people that are just like non-tinkerers that are like afraid of opening something up and like, oh no. But if you really like, <laughs> I don't know, if you like watched a five minute YouTube video and you're like, oh shit, like that's all that goes into it. It's so easy, you know? Yeah, that's what I did as well too. Like the first time I ever built a PC, I was kind of nervous and I just watched like a 20 minute video. It's like how to build a PC. And I followed that. And when I turned it on, the only issue I had was that the hard drive indicator light didn't turn on. And I was like, oh, that's because I put the little connector in wrong. Like I put it in upside down. So I just end up taking it out flipped it, put it back in, and it's like, oh, hey, it's blue. 
Yeah. Actually, that's like the most annoying thing to me about building a PC is hooking up the fucking indicators on the uh, from the case to the motherboard because yeah. um, I've had quite a few um, either motherboards or cases that just don't have really good documentation, and I'm like, how the fuck? Like some of the ones I cannot figure out which direction they plug in, but most of the time it's really easy. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's a couple times where, like you said too, I usually will attempt to hook up some of the stuff outside of the uh, computer before throwing it in just to make sure that everything's functioning you know properly before bolting it down. Yeah, I mean, one of the standard things you should do, like, for good practice is, like, take out the motherboard and, uh, you know, set up the motherboard, put the RAM on there, put the uh, CPU with the fan and all that, so, or the cooler on there, and at yeah. least have that basic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, you want to pick out a comment or you want me? Mm, I think I did that one. So you do this one. Okay, sure. Uh, let's see. I'll actually kind of knock two of these out because it's all related to uh, to Vita stuff. But let's see. Uh, tried out the homebrew stuff for Hinkaku. I've been playing a lot of Quake on there myself. Um, I've tried out some of it, some of the emulators on there. And I mean, it's been cool. It's just it's been kind of uh, time has been an issue for me. Uh, but I've been looking at other friends, what they've been doing. And it's really neat to see what's going on. Like now you actually have decent ways of using a Vita on your computer as a controller and several other things. I need to actually install RetroArch there. So that'd be neat. I did play some like the homebrew games on there and I had some fun with that um but then i was like okay i'm i just modded this device and i'm playing like a 50 cent game on it what am i doing uh other one here is uh from what i've read the hack only hack is in hinkaku uh, only allows for homebrew like emulators but not psv to isos and yeah that's what we said earlier with um it, we're getting closer to running isos and all but like right now you can't even get into the uh, psp emulator using hinkaku um we had somebody say rj tag versus rgh um still interests me which one do you prefer (laughs) you go first what do you prefer rj tag reasoning um it was it was definitely a fun install and then when you get the boot times going like the boot times are just fucking fantastic on there which i guess you could say for rgh um Personally, I've never had issues installing. I've known several people that have killed a few uh, consoles using the RJ tag exploit. And I have a feeling, even though that's why Team Executor never explicitly stated it, I think that's why they end up killing it off pretty quick. Yeah, I don't even... I, I didn't do that many RJ tags, to be perfectly honest with you. I did, like, uh, I'd say in total, honestly, like three. I mean, I made one for the tutorial, obviously, just to check it out myself. But I... Um, Definitely did a lot more RGHs, um, and I know that wasn't the question, but in terms of, like, all of them, like, the OG JTAG is my favorite, dude. I like the simplicity of it. Oh, dude, OG JTAG's the best. Yeah, for the win, for sure. Like, uh, I, I don't know. I I still have, um, I think I brought it with me here, but it's, like, a, just a Xenon running the old school, just regular JTAG wires, and I don't know. It was just, it was so much fun, and because for me, that was the only thing that was available, and that was something that, like, that, that was the reason why I essentially learned how to solder was for that original JTAG hack. And um, it's just, I don't know, for me in like the last, you know, I guess 2016 now, so the last eight, eight-ish years or so, like that's kind of like nostalgic for me in the modding thing because that's where a lot of it started from for me in terms of like, um, I don't know, in terms of everything and like this journey basically into modding was that old school just, you know, and I did, I mean, I did a lot of dumb things like in terms of like uh, having the, um, 
the freaking oh, I can't think of what they're called the diodes like I had the diodes facing the wrong direction and stuff I did like that, that too yeah <laughs> and then like I'd have um for the like uh, HDMI ones where you have the two um well I had one where like the two diodes are basically they crisscross over each other and um one of them is like it's like it's not a through the board uh, hole it kind of just like goes on top I had a really difficult time a lot of the times like getting that one to actually stay accordingly like uh it, it took me a while to like master basically like flexing the point correctly and um, basically getting it to stay there because I mean I even had an issue one time where I damaged the pad because the um, diode the metal from the diode is like relatively strong in turn like when you compare that to just the little fragile pad so on some of them I actually started like attaching a little wire to the end of the diode to basically give it a little bit of flex just in case there was any pull from like putting the disk drive back in or you know anything like that but yeah the the old school JTAG hack was just a lot of fun for me. It was so simple, like in terms of, you know, wiring compared to the other stuff that came after the fact, needing chips and stuff like that. Of course. Yeah, the uh, the cool thing is with that as well, too, because well, you were saying that's your, like, nostalgic thing. For me, I think that really plays into it as well, because, like, um, not really the JTAG, but it's actually, like, I, if, if it's not obvious at all, like, not obvious, I love the original PlayStation and um, it was actually because of that, that system got me into modding. Because originally there was this game, Thrill Kill, that never came out that I really wanted to play. And found out to play it, you had to install some type of thing called a mod chip in the system that let you play games off CDRs. Um, mm. Or you could get a boot disk and do this whole other swap trick type method that I didn't know that much about. Because it's also when the internet was not 2016. So yeah. you couldn't yeah. find information as easier on there. Um, now it's a lot easier to do and everything, but, uh, no, that really got me into it. And, um, then even with the whole, um, like the, the thing on there, like soldering, uh, when I learned to solder, like one of the things I want to do is I want to install the mod chip in a PS1. Cause I was like, this is something I've been wanting for ages. And now I got like five modded PS1s. You went overboard. <laughs> Just a little bit, Daniel. Just a little bit. Just don't yeah, judge. Me. I, I, hey, judge. Okay, I, I gave I gave one of them to my brothers, and they love it. So it's all there good. There you go. There you go. As long as yeah. you're doing good things with them, yeah. Mm -hmm. As long as you're not becoming a hoarder, then <laughs> we'll have the intervention. I'm not opening the closet. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> you're, like, you're, I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm afraid to reveal what's in there. You told me about your move. <laughs> With the people that came in and had to serial, they were trying to serialize all your yeah, shit. Yeah, no, for anyone that doesn't know, when people, <laughs> when I was moving, I had some movers like help me out and stuff, and they were backing. And uh, anything that has a serial number, they have to write down. And one guy, he opens up my closet. This is like at my old apartment. And it's just like, he, he tells the chick, let's say, Elisa, he's like, hey, Elisa, um, stop writing down the serial numbers. And she's like, no, it's we have to. He's like, stop writing down the serial numbers. She's like, no, we, we have to. It's fine. Like, there's not, it, it, it's okay if it takes me a while. He's like, no, Lisa, I don't think you understand. We're going to be here all day if you're writing serial numbers. And I even told them, I was like, listen, I know it's kind of standard of you guys, but for time's sake, I'm authorizing it. You do not have to write down the serial numbers. If you lose anything that has a serial number on it, blame me. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, and she looks. There's like 10 Xboxes in there. She's like, we're not writing down serial numbers. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. Do you use a test bench for testing components? Um... I mean, I haven't built too many PCs really, but yeah, I've like basically get a rig to test bench. It's just essentially the motherboard's box with the anti-static, you know, packaging and, you know, everything kind of on top of that. But yeah, I, I did just to be sure. When I built my brother's PC, I didn't. 
Um, luckily, everything worked fine, though. But, yeah, you should. Just, like, it's frustrating, like, to put it all in there and then find out after the fact that something doesn't work after you bolted it down. Like, it's kind of just a uh, waste of time for yourself. So, like, something that you can do beforehand that will save you a lot of time, like, you might as well. Like, there's no reason not to. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'd buy a, te- a test bench case. I mean, that's up to you. You can get some really cheap ones. Like, I, I did see one for, like, 30 or 40 bucks on eBay the other day that my buddy was looking at. Um, but, I don't know, I kind of feel like that's, like, not really necessity i mean unless you're testing a lot of boards i would probably just make one i i mean you know you don't uh, you can get a rig one i'm a mm-hmm. huge supporter of ghetto rigging like if you can you know save money and kind of like get a rig something that'll work just as well or close to you then why why spend the money no i gotcha yeah i think for uh no i don't i don't have a bench either it's just whatever is available so like either my dining room table i have a dining room table now um either my dining room table or uh my what the hell is it um my desk just whatever i use really just a solid surface that has some type of components and space to it yeah exactly that's 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 all i mean i can see again if you're like if you are like a youtube channel or just a reviewer or something that where you're getting constantly components into you then like yeah for sure have a test bench set up because one you want to look professional and two you know you're using you're getting your use out of it but if you're building like one or two pcs over the course of three to five years like i don't know it seems like a waste of space and money even for me if i build one or two uh pcs a year it's not worth it to me no yeah it's kind of just pointless really but again, like there are some really cheap ones. Again, I did see one the other day for like thirty bucks or so. So if you'd like, just gotta have it, gotta have it. Then at least do your research because they do go really expensive for test benches. I've seen like some for a couple hundred bucks, and that's just really unnecessary when you think that it's just a temporary, you know, holding platform essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, no, there's no reason to get like a you know, heavy high duty one or anything like that. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I just, this, this will be an easy question to tackle here, but, uh, do you use tablets? I, I use my tablet as an alarm clock. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. I I mean, I I make sure whenever an update comes out, I still update it and I root it again and everything. I'm like, okay, cool. Now you're going to go back to being my sleep timer. Yeah. I've got, um, the HP streak seven that I bought that I made a video on, like how to hack your Xbox with a tablet where I basically like J tagged. Or no, I think I RGH'd my Xbox just using the tablet, which was fucking cool. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, I was really cool. Like, I was excited. I, was like, I, I remember that was the reason why I bought it because at the store, and like, um, the guy was like, "Yeah, it's running like you know Windows." Uh, I think it was, it was like hundred bucks, wasn't it? Yeah, it was hundred bucks. Totally. And, uh, yeah, and he was like, uh, "He's like, yeah." So I was like, "So you're telling me that I can install like, like full blown like EXEs and like anything that you can run on like a full computer?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, no, you can." So. And then the next step was to find they had like the cable that you can plug into the charging port, which basically allowed you to use full size USBs on it. And um, I honestly have not used it since, but it was really cool for that. And I do have other uses for it. Like I have projects in my head, but again, like it's been on the back burner. And then I also picked up a um, the fifty dollar Amazon Fire uh, tablet. I bought one for me, one for my girlfriend. Freaking awesome! I rooted mine and installed like a Nexus ROM, and uh, it's got Cody on it. I've been playing Pokemon Leaf Green on it. Um, I've been using it to keep track of like certain things, so that's really cool. And then I also picked up this thing, which is like um, Asus Chromebook Flip, and it's badass because it's a it's a three in one, right, or a two in one, and um, it's it's got the whole Android Play Store on it because I'm on like the dev channel, and it turns around and turns into a tablet, and it's got touchscreen. Like I, this thing's awesome. Like, Pretty. It's it's really cool. I mean, I think I picked it up for like. 260 and um full aluminum body hd webcam i was gonna gonna ask how many uh chromebooks are you rocking now i've got three 
Okay. Yeah, three right now. I'm looking. There's a one that just got announced um, by Asus that I'm probably going to pick up as well. But um, I'll probably just end up like using them for a while and then like selling them at a loss for a little bit, you know, or something like that. Because I don't need that many. I'm really just using them to test out and use for my uh, like my website. But this this one honestly like is fucking awesome, dude. Like this, I've typed up a lot of articles on it, and um, now that again um, the full Google Play Store is coming to Chromebooks because it's got touchscreen and because this is one of the only three devices that um, you can use the betas, like the beta firmware, um, to use like the Google Play Store. That that's why like I, it's fucking awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. Having the whole Android app library on your like on a Chromebook is like it's a game changer for the whole operating system and for for everything, you know. I'll actually ask you this. Um, where was... Uh, no, I'm thinking of different questions and all that now. Um, no, have you heard of Cloud Ready? I don't think so. Oh, so Cloud, Cloud Ready, pretty much, it's really cool. You download it, and you can get it for free, and then you just put it on a flash drive. And the nice thing is, it is optimized to be installed on like older, shitty... Uh, laptops that you're supposed to throw in the garbage and you install it and it ends up installing Chrome OS on there. Okay. So it's, so it's just a, well, cause the thing is like Chrome OS like is nothing in terms of like, it doesn't need anything to run like hardware wise. No, I, I explain it to, uh, cause the reason why I used it is because, uh, I had an old laptop, um, And then there was a old netbook that we had, and my brothers were using them. But they had Windows on there, and they were garbage. They were so slow. So I was like, okay, well, let's install CloudReady. And when I, uh, when I, because my parents didn't get it, and I was like, okay, imagine CloudReady is just Chrome. That's it. And they're like, wait, so it's just what about the operating system? I was like, imagine the operating system is only an internet browser. That's it. Yeah. And they're like, wait, so can they do this? Can they do that? I was like, well. 95% 95% of what my brothers do is okay. online stuff through the browser. So this way, instead of having Windows and all this other stuff, forget all that stuff. All you need is the browser on there. That's all you need. And cool. you don't have to worry about viruses because there's not going to be any on there. And if it does get infected, it's just all going to be on your account. My bad on that. It's just going to be on your account. So yeah. if it somehow gets a virus, you just wipe the computer, reinstall it, and you sign back into your Google account. Exactly. Well, like the thing, the fact that they've got their own, like... Um you know, the Google Docs or Google Sheets and all that shit, like, it is compatible 100% with Microsoft Office. Like, I can, I do stuff at work, and then I do stuff on my computer, and then I'll, like, download it at work and use, like, PowerPoint or Excel or Microsoft Word. Like, it's it's kick-ass, dude. Like, I am very much, like, shocked with how much you really can do on just a browser-based OS. And, like, again, having the ability to have the apps now changes it up a bit too because like before I couldn't Skype. Now I can Skype. I download the Skype app and I'm fucking Skyping my brother. Um, I have like an extension for my Chromebook now where like every time I get a text or phone call, it pops up on my on my screen on my Chromebook and I can respond to the text messages directly from my keyboard or I can even answer the phone call. Like it's fucking awesome, dude. Like there's just, it's, it's really badass. And the thing is for the price, um, again, you can get a Windows laptop now for like 250, 300 bucks. You, you really can't. But again, I guarantee you that after like one year, it'll be sluggish as fuck. I've had a Chromebook for like four or five years. It still functions as quick as the first day I bought it because there's nothing like no updates that are holding it down or anything like that, you know? Exactly. So, and again, I understand it's not for everyone. It's not for gamers. It's not for people that need to do heavy editing. Like you've that's, got- what tell, that's what I tell people. It's like if 95% of what you're doing is in a Chrome browser or like Internet Explorer or Firefox, or whatever it is, get a Chromebook. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It definitely, it definitely feels 
um, a very large range of needs. Like, it's perfect for students. It's perfect for, you know, like a lot of, well, again, depending on what you're doing student-wise. But, I mean, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of, huge fan of them. I really am. So, um, uh, Mr. Mario, I tried your tutorial on soft modding the Sega Saturn. I have two Model 1s. And I've come to the conclusion that Model 1 Sega Saturn can't read CDRs stock to swap out my original V Corp. I don't, you got to decrypt that. Oh, no, no, I, I saw that. I didn't say it because it's like that just looked like more of a PSA, if anything. So, I mean, at least thanks for the information on there. I haven't had an issue with it. Um, some of them I was going to hit here. Some, uh, well, Matt's asking, where do I get my MM3 mod chips from? That's mod chip for the PS1. Uh, I normally got them off Eurasia. I think it's Eurasia. I don't know. Just look up Eurasia and you'll find them on there. They're like $4 per chip and then it's a few dollars shipping. Um, now I actually just burn my own chips because you can get a programmer and blank chips for pretty cheap and you can download the hex right off Eurasia so you could burn your own mod chips if you want to. Uh, any thoughts on Remix OS? Um, I've heard of Remix OS and I've watched a couple of videos on it, but... I don't know too, too much about it. I was actually going to try to install it on one of my Chromebooks. I think Remix OS is like a, uh, I want to say it's like Chrome OS and basically... Yeah, go ahead and look that up. I've, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, it says the future of Android PC is now on Android Marshmallow. Remix OS combines the productive power of PC with full access to the Android app and game ecosystem. So yeah, essentially Remix OS is like um, how Chromebooks are going to be, like or how they're becoming... Um, Isn't Google making their own like actual operating system now, like Fuchsia? Mm-hmm. Okay. But nobody knows what it's for. Um, at least I, I just posted an article on, on my website like two or three days ago, and um, apparently like that operating system is run off of something called Magento Kernel, and um, it's able to be used on anything from like really small microsystems to like smartwatches all the way to desktops. So some people are thinking that it's going to be used for like um, – like onboard like server stuff while other people are saying it could be a completely new OS that like we'll be using and some people are saying it could be a replacement for like Android or Chrome but then other people are saying that there's no it's like a lot of speculation right now but the thing is it is open source and as soon as something's updated it'll be in the GitHub so like we'll know right away um, but as far as I know just from a couple of days ago there's not a lot of um, like factual information it's all speculation at this point mm -hmm. no I gotcha Let's see. Uh, so I just saw this on my Twitter here. It looks like allegedly there are leaked photos of a PS4 Slim. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I can post them on screen if you want me to. Good. Let's, uh, let's do this real quick. Let me uh, screen share. I, I want to get people's thoughts on it. Let's uh, see, sharing that. I just got, is it off Kotaku? Is that where the link takes you? Or no? Uh, I, no, this was somebody ended up tweeting it to uh, Gamer2323. So there's that. That. Yeah. That's yeah, that's the one I found. That's the one I found right now. It gotcha. uh, doesn't look bad. It, it's that looks. I I hate how that looks. That does not. Oh, you, look, don't, you don't like it at all. In my opinion, no. I think it looks horrible. It kind of reminds me of a Wii. Um, the way like the shape of it is, and how it just inserts discs from the front like that. I'm, well, I mean, the uh, the PS4 already did that. Like, they, they already had, you know, the, the disc loading slot here. It looks like they opted for actual buttons now, which is fine. And they really spaced out the USB um, ports. So, it's it's interesting, but, like, I just... I think someone else had said it here. No, Hard 8, he put this out where it's like, that's the slim... The regular PS4 next to a slim. I don't know the source on this one, but I just... I think that looks horrible. I don't hate it. <laughs> okay. 
That's cool. You, I wonder. It, it, it looks like it's probably 100% legit, though, right? Because he's got a box for it. I mean, it Dude, could I be. Don't, I don't know. So this is this was apparently PS4 Slim leaked before New York event. So uh, someone in the UK or somewhere in Europe has it because it has a Peggy logo instead of an ESRB logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be a Slim one, kind of like the Xbox One S, or if this is going to be you know the Neo on there. I think there's I geez, I don't I don't support the Xbox One S really. Oh, you don't like it. No, like they just, it's like, okay, it'd be nice. They have two. They have a base model. They have a powerful model. I think that's what they needed. Like I, I actually almost bought one, but I'm like, I don't even use the Xbox one that much. And I don't want to spend 150, 200 bucks. You know, if I trade one in and do all the other stuff for a system, I don't really use all that much. And then it's like, it just, it didn't, it didn't seem well worth it to me. Like I know allegedly the Neo is coming out this year. That's most likely going to have a 4k Blu-ray player. That's what I'm gunning after. So I'm like, I would, definitely get a neo and then i'll probably probably get a scorpio when it comes out but i don't need like the intermediary systems like this right here is probably going to be a ps4 slim with 4k capabilities it just upscales to 4k and it might play games a little bit better and that'd be it yeah yeah that's that's what i'm thinking it is at least so we'll we'll see we'll see it's just i don't i don't follow leaks all that often because i tell people i'm like leaks are leaks that's that's it it's not official stuff no no it could be fake yeah, it could, it could definitely be fake. I mean, it looks legit, but again, looks are deceiving, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, James is saying, did they 3D print that? I mean, honestly, it's not the first time a fake prototype system has been 3D printed. We saw that with the NX. Oh, did someone 3D print the NX? Someone tried to 3D print. Like, they, there was a patented version. There was apparently a leaked image of it, and then someone ended up doing it. It was so good. Like, it looked so legitimate. It even fooled me, but no, it was just a 3D printed NX thing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you can find it. Uh, I think this is it. Oh, you seen some? Uh, is it was it a um, like kind of oval shape? Yeah, look like yeah. Stewie's head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it looks just like Stewie's head. Yeah, I, it, it still looks kind of cool, but I'm like, I don't. It seems like it'd be weird holding it in your hand or something. I don't know. We'll we'll see what's going on with the NX as well too. I think that'll be that'll be something interesting. I'll say yeah. that. So we'll see what's going on. Yeah. Let me uh let me pick this out here. Unless you, you see uh you see a comment you want to pick out? No, I'm looking at that NX, the 3D printed NX. Okay. Well, okay, I'll ask you this, because Matt was asked this thoughts on tomato or I'm assuming this DDWRT firmware for routers. I I don't know much about router firmware. That's I feel like you know more about it than I do. Never used tomato, but um DWRT I have on all my routers that I can flash and I think it's fantastic. The only thing is because there's so many like different forks of it and all that stuff. Um, some of my routers have like a full blown DDWRT that has like a bunch of features and all that. Other ones haven't been updated in a few years, so they don't have as many nice features. Um, although right now my setup, my main router, I'm using a Ubiquity Edge Router Lite that has Edge OS on there, which is powerful as fuck. But I had to do a Linux crash course on it recently. Um, and the few times I've had to configure and set it up. And then for my uh, active point, I'm using a old-ish, it's a few years old, um, Linksys router that I picked up and reflashed with DDWRT. So I'm all for it. I, I think DDWRT is awesome. I haven't used Tomato, so I don't know. Yeah, I remember we like talked about that briefly for a second one time, but I've never dabbled with it at all. I love custom firmware on routers, so I'm down for that. Yeah, well, I know there's like some really solid things that you can get. Um, 
I gotta take like a one minute restroom break, so I'll be, I'll be RB. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there's a um. Let Let's see. There, there's a question for you real quick here. And actually, I was thinking we're it's been over an hour. Like, do you, do you want to break or do you want to end? Um, we can end if I mean it's up to you. It's your call too. But okay. I uh, I gotta go to the bathroom as well too, and I'm really hungry. Um, let's. I've got to run and get some prescription dog food before the vet closes too. Oh, okay. So. Okay, okay, yeah, so we're kind of in a bit of a rush here, but let's see, there's a question for you, it's like, have you ever ISO modded uh, an Xbox 360 game with hot swapping? You, specifically. Oh, no, no, I have not. Um, I never messed with hot swapping, I never saw a need to when you could flash the No, I, I looked at it a little bit at one point, um, but I just didn't really see a point in it. Um, the only things I messed with with discs at all was like a little bit of uh, COD 4 mods, that was it, like 4 zombies. That oh, was like the, or, you mean COD 5? COD Five had zombies. One more. Yeah, you're right. 100 percent right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, no, I played the COD four religiously for a while. I was like, I did not have a zombies mode unless you mod. No, no, you're you're absolutely right. No, yeah, <laughs> COD four is one I usually talk about a lot though because I that's the first one that I ever played and like it got me into the whole franchise. But no, yeah, I meant COD COD five. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, and I guess favorite Linux distribution looks like to be one of the last uh, questions on here. I'd say Crunchbang for me. Um, for Linux distros, I've been using Linux Mint um, on my work computer for a while. I really like it. Um, it's definitely not like a hardcore Linux OS in terms that, I mean, a lot of people use it, but it's really like pretty in terms of if you use Windows, like it's literally like a skin of Windows. Um, I know that there's one called Bodhi Linux, and one of my coworkers actually was like a a developer um, for Bodhi Linux back in the day. Um, so he's like all about Bodhi Linux. And that's like a really, uh, really light OS. And it's pretty much all like terminal based stuff because he's, you know, he's a programmer and like he doesn't, he doesn't think UIs are like necessary. He thinks that they're dumb. Like he, he pro he's, he does a lot of like um, Python scripting for stuff at work to make like, I don't know, our whole workflow a lot quicker. And the only thing he doesn't do is he's just terrible at UIs, like in terms of making things for like dumb people, if you will. Like you know, it's a protocol, by the way. How do you know? I can see it right now on your like phone back there, or the phone that is back there. Oh yeah, you ain't wrong. <laughs> it's just right here. It's just on my screen because I have it like linked up. <laughs> You're just like, wait, how are you hacking me? Or yeah. what? Well, I was like, I didn't know screen sharing. Okay, I forgot it was right there. Um. Yeah. But yeah, so like that one's cool, and then I mean Chrome OS, obviously, like it's the technically that's a Linux distro, so yeah, mm -hmm. that's uh, that's another one. I've used Ubuntu as well. Um, Ubuntu's all right. Ubuntu's a really popular one, but Ubuntu's it's, a very good I intro one. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just like yeah, no, that's like the stereotypical Linux thing that people think yeah. of. You think Linux is a nerdy like you know shell type thing. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, you uh, you think you're good to wrap this up? Yeah, I'm good to go. All right, sweet. So, guys, you know, thank you all very much for joining, whether you've been here for five hours or five minutes. If you're here for five hours, I'd actually be kind of impressed. But anyways, uh, this is to kind of answer this question, which I was going to bring up anyways. Um, well, this is going to be a hopefully monthly thing that we're going to do. So instead of doing the offline podcast, I'm not saying we're never going to not do an offline podcast, but um, we're going to try and do this live streaming thing over Hangouts if that works with us, uh, because it was pretty fun. We can integrate user interaction in there, get a longer podcast out there, and it works out, you know, pretty well. Like, Daniel, what do you think? No, I think it's, I think it's really good. It's a yeah. lot more, it's a lot more fun, and like, um, we can still have, you know, if we want to pre-plan out things, um, 
but at the same time we get to really get feedback um you know live from people so i like that I, I think that it's definitely a good thing and i think that as long as you guys are cool with it and the majority rules then we should stick with that I don't see anyone saying so far, no, I want the offline podcast because it's like, well, if you want the offline one, you're going to get it anyways. You just have to wait a bit longer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you still you still get it. Like, it's not like we're taking away really one or the other. You said yourself, you're still going to rip the MP3 and, you know, make it available on all those channels. So Of course, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, even with the, uh, with the release of this one, because I, okay, so I like to space out my releases a bit. So, because I uploaded a video yesterday, this, this one is probably going to go out on Monday, so that'll be next day uh but what's going to happen is this is going to go offline i'll edit all the metadata all that stuff get the mp3 version prepped and then everything will be available for offline viewing if you want to come monday yeah that sounds sounds good so yep anyways uh this is mr mario signing off thank you all for watching everyone and if you enjoyed this let us know if you want to show your appreciation and we also have a few different avenues of where you can check us out and uh daniel do you want to pimp those Hit the like button. <laughs> no, but yeah, we're on uh, Podbean. We're on the uh, we're on iTunes. We are on Google. It's called Google Play, right? Google Play Music, yeah. Well, Google Play Podcast, technically. Okay, yeah, Play Podcast. Um, we are on YouTube, quite obviously, and uh, yeah, I, I those are those are the different platforms basically that you can find the uh, podcast on. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. By the way, the last last thing I'll address because I, I, maybe I get to address it now. So someone was saying uh, allow subscriber participation and people to join the Hangout. I'm actually going to say no to that. I want to pre-plan the guests just because I talked with Johnny when we used to stream years ago on this. I don't want some person coming in and just streaming porn. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. It's got to be people that we like know firsthand. <laughs> we Otherwise. have to have guests on here. We're not going to have people just like randomly join in. Although that does seem fun, there's going to be people that can ruin it and it's like, yeah, I'm not trying to have somebody jerking off on stream as soon as they get on here or, you know, streaming porn or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it'd be funny, but not good at all. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to get that on my channel. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, I, I'd flag you. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. I'm just kidding. Much appreciated. I'd flag myself just to purge everything. Yeah. He said fair enough. Yeah. That's... Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, let's uh, go ahead and sign off here. So, uh, again, thank you all very much for watching, listening, all that other fun stuff. And uh, also the on offline viewers, let us know what you all think of this. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to say too, though. I mean, I don't know if this is going to go on my channel or not, but if, you, if you're not subscribed to me and you want to subscribe, I'm pretty sure my stuff will be down below in the description, right? Yes. Yeah. So. All the time. You're my partner, man. <laughs>